Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today we're going to ask the question, to whom do we pray? As we read Psalm 27. And as always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. Now, as I ask the question, to whom do we pray? It seems like a silly question. But it's significant to note that the Bible never presents a uniform way to pray. Instead, what the Bible highlights is the one to whom we pray. So our understanding of the one to whom we pray shapes our prayer life. It's an important question. We'll pray one way if we think of God as a grumpy old man, and we'll pray another if we think of him as an indiscriminately benevolent grandfather. If we think that God is judgmental and legalistic, then we'll be hyper-focused on praying with the right words and the right format. But if we think of God as aloof and uncaring, then we treat prayer as a last resort and a final option. We can never have a robust prayer life if we do not understand to whom we pray. The practice of how we pray will always be tethered to our understanding of the one to whom we address our prayers. And it's vital that we let the Bible mold our understanding of who God is, or we'll create a God in our own image to hear our prayers. But to do so would put us in the same position as the prophets of Baal in the contest with Elijah, praying to a lifeless and impotent figure of our own imagination. Yesterday I said prayers the communication with a triune God. It's necessary for our understanding of prayer to remember God has always existed as three persons in one. If we understand that from eternity past, God has existed in a loving conversation and fellowship between Father, Son, and Spirit, we're forced to realize prayer is not something God requires from us because of loneliness or need, but it's something He invites us into. Prayer is a privilege, not an obligation. If we grasp that God has always existed in this conversation, we understand how he welcomes us into it. God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to enable a relationship with him. So we pray Jesus is interceding for us, and the spirit which Jesus gave us as a helper supports us and comforts us in prayer. Jesus, our high priest, brings us into the presence of God and we're counted acceptable to enter in Christ. The Holy Spirit assures our hearts and speaks through us. Jesus intercedes on our behalf and the Holy Spirit refines our prayers. When we are praying, we are enabled to pray to God by God. Here's what's so important for us to understand. God wants our prayers. He doesn't need our prayers. He wants our prayers. God wants us to pray so much that he's taking care of everything. He made it possible by sending Jesus and by gifting us the Holy Spirit. When we are praying, the Son and the Spirit are praying for us and with us. So we begin to grasp just how much God wants us to pray then we become eager to pray. We realize that God invites us into this eternal conversation within the Trinity. 
And in doing so, we get a glimpse of just how much He loves us. When we begin to wrap our minds around the depths of that love for us, we refuse to betray that love by making prayer about us, by making prayer seem like an obligation or treating it as a chore. And when we begin to wrap our minds around the depths of His love for us, We boldly ask for his help to meet our needs because we understand he gave us prayer for that precise purpose. As we think of the one to whom we pray, what we have to confess is that our prayers don't depend on the strength of our prayers, the eloquence of our prayers, or the frequency of our prayers. What we gladly acknowledge is that power in prayer comes from the one to whom we pray. Now, as we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of the passage, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage call me to think and praise God about regarding his character or actions? God is our refuge from the horrors that sin causes in life. Whether it's circumstances of a broken world scorn of broken people, or difficulty that our own brokenness brings about. We need to praise God that He has shielded us from so much in our life, and we need to praise God that He has shielded us from much we have no awareness of. Thank God that we can turn to Him in our times of need for help and refuge. Even if everyone else in our life turns on us, God never will. Second question we want to ask is, what do I need to pray for my own heart and life? In verse 4, David says that he wants to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. One of the most needed and most neglected prayers is for us to pray that we would recognize the beauty of Christ. If we would just be fixated on the beauty and glory of God, we would not be intimidated by the fear of this world or enticed by what it has to offer. David knows that the best place to seek refuge from the chaos of a sinful world is the house of the Lord. That is the place of worship. David rechannels all his energy from fear and from worry and from anxiety into worship. He knows that a change of circumstance is not as necessary as a change of heart, or even more precisely, a focus of heart on who God is. Today, let's pray that we recognize the beauty of Christ and grow in our delight in God. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage teach me to pray? What do you need refuge from? Is there a relationship that's draining you? Is there a problem that captivates your attention and incites worry in your heart? Does the world seem to overwhelm you? Prayer is a way that we seek the face of God. That's what David says, I seek your face. We bring our cares to him and look on his goodness. We need to pray that we will patiently and eagerly wait on God to do whatever he purposes in our life, no matter what we're going through, that we would patiently wait for God to glorify himself. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we ask, what is the purpose of prayer? 
and read Psalm 63. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Our prayer today comes from Patrick, the great missionary to Ireland. Patrick says, I bind myself today to the power of God to guide me, to the might of God to uphold me, to the wisdom of God to teach me, the eye of God to watch over me, the ear of God to hear me, the word of God to speak for me, the way of God to lie before me, the host of God to defend me. Amen. Mm-hmm.